Welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cassegro, and I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Claude Pertle. Dr. Pertle is the Chief Medical Information Officer of West Tennessee Healthcare and an internal medicine physician who practices at The Lift in downtown Jackson. Dr. Pertle, how are you? Hey, appreciate you having us, Will. I'm very excited once again to talk a little bit more about telehealth. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming in. So as he mentioned, today's topic is going to be about telehealth. So we're going to figure out what telehealth means, what it means for our patients. If I'm being honest, it feels like a pretty big convenience thing that's come to our patients here in West Tennessee. So if you want to kind of dive into it a little bit, uh, we'll I'll ask you some questions in a little Absolutely. while. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll just keep a high-level view, but uh, telehealth is really the over-encompassing term for a number of different items, such as telemedicine, which can be broken down into synchronous or asynchronous, which means synchronous is something when you think about basically face-to-face with your physician or provider. So point is, is that they would have an iPhone or iPad or even laptop on one side, and you would have that candid conversation with your physician on the other side. Ink synchronous is something called store and forward. And that just means that you would take a picture of your rash or something to that effect, and you could actually forward it to your physician okay. for his approval. And lastly, telehealth would also be under an overarching term on top of mobile health and also uh, remote patient monitoring, which are some things we're looking into later on. Fantastic. You mentioned it a minute ago, but what kind of equipment do patients need for them to be able to utilize the telehealth option? Well, really, telehealth, all you just need is your mobile phone or iPad or even laptop. It doesn't really matter too much. You're able to use all of our solutions on pretty much any iPad uh, Android device or even laptop. And this is all done via the internet. So really the only requirements are really some broadband connection, such as even LTE through Verizon or AT&T. And also you can do it through your home internet. I feel like in today's world, the only people who don't really have those things would be children and potentially the older population. Well, actually, you'd be surprised. Some of the older population is actually more tech-savvy than you'd imagine. Really? Uh, okay. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the point is, though, corrected. if you don't have any broadband service in your area, you likely will have some type of Verizon or AT&T LTE 4G capacity that will allow you to go ahead and have a virtual visit. Yeah, that's amazing. So to make these virtual visits happen, what kind of app will the patients need to download? Well, it depends. And uh, you can call your provider's office and he can tell you, he or she can tell you a lot more about that. But we have two different solutions currently. And some of our clinics are using a solution called Hail Health, which is a very easy solution. Once you download the app, it's very seamless. You just literally just type in your name when in, whenever your visit's ready. You log on maybe 10 to 15 minutes before that just to make sure everything's working out well. And if, if not, there's actually a number, an email address you're able to call for a quick answer to your questions. Okay. And finally, the other solution is called Zoom. Mm-hmm. And same situation. I think most people are very familiar with Zoom, with the online classes going on right now at school, homeschooling, and same thing. You would just download the application. Once you get it, you would log on, enter your name, and then whenever you're ready for your visit, you would log on a few minutes before. Perfect. Sounds easy enough. So are, are telehealth visits available for everyone? 
The short answer is yes. Now, the question is, is what type of ailment are you having? So if you're having chest pain or shortness of breath, probably is not the best to do over telehealth. But depending on whatever doctor's office you've seen in the past or you're interested in seeing, short answer is yes. I would give your provider's office a call and they can discuss with you a little bit more if your visit would be appropriate. Once again, this is not for emergent situations. If you feel like you're having shorter breath, chest pain or anything in that in that realm, I would go ahead and call 911 or seek emergency attention. Okay. This is a situation to where like if I have a stomach bug, I know it's a stomach bug, but I need to confirm that with a doctor that's, you know, I could use this. And I mentioned convenience earlier. It just seems like if I'm sick, the last thing I want to do is leave my bed, you know. So Absolutely. Being able to- Those are great points. So really it's a point of access to high value care from, like you said, a point of service, such as your home or mm-hmm. your office, whatever it is. And to, to, pretty much extrapolate on that point also, is really made for rashes, urinary tract infections, upper respiratory type symptoms, things like that that are more low acuity. Okay. Uh, like, once again, not made for somebody who's having crushing chest pain or right. anything in that world. Okay. So for a telehealth visit, will my insurance provider be charged or will I get that bill directly? So uh, telehealth visits, your insurance provider will be charged. Co-pays may still apply depending on your ailments and symptomatology. I would just actually reach out to your doctor's office and discuss it a little bit more with them, and they could fill you in and uh, get you in the right direction. Okay. If I'm a patient who called the office to set up a telehealth visit, what does that process look like? Well, uh, going back a few steps, it kind of depends on which office you'd call, but overall, uh, basically, they would give you some instructions, uh, make sure your visit's appropriate for telehealth, obviously. They would go ahead and schedule the appointment, send you a few instructions on how to install the application, which is very easy to add to your phone, iPad, or even laptop. They would email you that information. You would go ahead and they can walk you through it also on the phone. Once you add that application to your phone, you would just prepare, make sure everything's working correctly. And uh, whenever your visit comes around, say it's three o'clock in the afternoon with Dr. Baldwin, maybe a few minutes before, as I try to shoot for 10-ish minutes before, just go ahead and log on and make sure everything's working appropriately. And then you enter something called a virtual waiting room. Okay. And at that point, you're just waiting for Dr. Baldwin or whoever that physician is, is to get there also. And then once they're there, they will let you in the room and you could have that conversation about your uh, telehealth visit. Let's pretend I'm a patient and I want to set up a telehealth visit. Do you have any helpful tips? Absolutely. Well, I think most importantly, after you get the application in your phone or iPad or uh, Android device, whichever it is, most importantly is whenever that visit comes around, around, say, once again, let's say use two o'clock or three o'clock, uh, 10 minutes before, log on. It's very important to be in a quiet room or really a, a place that's that you can be by yourself, sure. uh, mainly because you're going to be talking about your health problems and most people don't want that out in the open. But also lighting is important also. Those two things are probably the most important to have and really just make sure you have time. So so try not to be in a rush. Don't schedule another appointment, you know, right after the telehealth visit, just in case you and your physician are talking a little extra sure. on the, after, you know, it's, those are really just important things to do. So why is it important for people to go this route as opposed to coming into the clinic? At this point, in-office visits are still very important, but with everything going on, we're trying to separate the sick, very sick, and also the well patients. So you not having to come to the office, especially for minor things such as potentially drug refills or uh, low acuity symptomatology, um, ailments, things like that, it's more appropriate to stay outside the office at this time. I mean, why subject yourself to coming to the office and driving in and access is easier? So really, it it is still important to see your physician in his office, but at this time, if you don't need to... it may be more appropriate to see them on the outs. That makes sense. So is this telehealth option that we have, is that only going to be available during the COVID-19 pandemic or is that going to be a permanent service? 
So actually, we're looking to have this as a permanent service. Oh, um, fantastic. So we're going to continue on with our synchronous visits, as we talked about initially. But also, we'd like to look into doing some other more innovative things, such as remote patient monitoring, okay. mobile health, as you imagine, uh, all those Apple Fitbits and smartwatches that you see out there to have that data be able to come back to us. Oh, that's now, so cool. And all this stuff is further down the line, of course, sure. but those are things we're looking into for sure. And of course, going back to that store and forward so you can take a picture of your rash or whatever it is and also forward it to your physician. And I think you'll be excited to hear some good news in the next few months about that. That's so cool that technology allows us to do that. Absolutely. Thank no, you. it's 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 amazing. It really is. For these telehealth visits to work, are there only certain clinics that are accepting this or all of them or one or two? Telehealth is available at actually all of our West Tennessee health clinics from primary care, urgent care, and also our specialty clinics such as GI, neurology. So I would just push someone to give the provider a call and they can give them more information about each one. Okay. Well, that sounds like a really great option that our patients now have in the community. Uh, Dr. Bartle, thank you so much for coming in today and talking about this. I'm uh, really excited to see the change it's going to bring to West Tennessee. Thank well, you. I really appreciate your uh, time and also thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate your loyalty and we look forward to seeing you in virtual environments and also in person. This has been another episode of We Talk Health. <laughs>